We welcome State Senator Gene Yaw back to our studios. I always list you as being in Loyal Sock Township. Still true? Yes. Good morning. Haven't moved out of the district yet. No. And uh, State Senator, 23rd District up in Williamsport. Did you ever go hunting anymore? I know you used to hunt when I talked to you 20 uh, years it's ago. It's been years since I've hunted now. I, I just, I don't know, too busy. Don't right. like to get cold. <laughs> oh, well, then, yeah, then. <laughs> uh, actually, this fall's been pretty nice, but it has uh, been. Marsha, you years. still have all of Union County, don't you, Gene? Yes, I okay, have all I of Union I County. I thought so. Right, so he is the state senator, one of the state senators uh, from around here. You're losing one of your peers. John Gordner is uh, moving on. Just a quick thought about that, that change. Plus, you're going to have a new individual up the hall as well. Uh, I hate to see John go. He was the senior person in the in the Senate, but uh, uh, I understand uh, you know his rationale. He said he was not going to run again. He had two more years on his current term. He uh, did not plan to run again, and there was an opportunity came up, which is pretty special and you know, maybe once in a lifetime type thing that he thought that he would be interested in doing. So. Congratulations to him. Everything fit together. Well, on the other hand, another person leaving office is our governor, and he said in the news stories this morning that he has no regrets. <laughs> and I gather you have no regrets that he's leaving either. Right? Uh, <laughs> Goodbye. Good no, luck. No, I'm out. not sure we accomplished a whole lot that uh, over the the past uh, eight years. Um, I mean, I, look, I, I, I don't have anything really bad to say about him. We, we've had some programs that we've worked on together, and he's been supportive, but uh, uh, I just think that there are many, many other things that could have been done here in Pennsylvania, and uh, I just get frustrated. I, I, you know, especially when it comes to energy, I, I know you, you're aware of that, but um, Pennsylvania is uh, one of the uh, energy-rich states, maybe the most energy-rich states in the United States, and and all I was looking for is a cheerleader for Pennsylvania to say, hey, here's what we are, here's what we have, we've got this diverse energy portfolio, and you know, stop apologizing for it. I, you know, it's like, okay, I'm sorry if you're from some state that doesn't have what we have. Well. Come to Pennsylvania or stop complaining. And this cockamamie Reggie on hold for now, or what's the status Thank of God. that? Yeah, that's on hold <laughs> through, through court fights, though, not dead because of uh, No, policy. you're right. It's true, and it's something. I'm a, one of the named plaintiffs in that case, and so far we've been able to uh, block it from going through. And uh, uh, Governor-elect Shapiro has said uh, he's he's talked about it several times. I'm just I'm not quite sure where he is. He uh, one comment that he made was uh, he does not like Reggie, uh, but then it says in its current form. So I'm <laughs> not quite sure what that. Well, that means you're supposed to get back to work, even though you thought you had some uh, pretty good maybe, legislation. I don't know. Uh, you know, I think that uh, I've worked with uh, uh, Josh Shapiro and some of the things that we've done, especially in the area of opioids. Um, and he's uh, actually this year, earlier this year, we had a... Uh, 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 
a, a, a seminar type uh, event or a hearing and he was one of the presenters and he was very easy to work with and uh, very cooperative so well, he talks like he is going to work with you he's going to work of course he'll work with the democratic house if that's how that uh, falls together as you would expect but he's he claims he's interested in good government no matter who is in the legislature and, and of course from his administration and i see that he's bringing a lot of his current staff over so if you're familiar with the people he had in his office you're going to be familiar with the staff he has as governor he has uh as my understanding and and his transition team has uh, a lot of um people that were involved in the rendell administration and there's also some from the corbett administration so i i mean all the signals are out there that uh, perhaps it will be uh, a real bipartisan type uh, setting where we can say hey what's best for, for pennsylvania what do you think is mark brought it up what do you think is going to happen with the house i mean the republicans are going to be in the majority <laughs> when you reorganize but then they might be in the minority a couple of weeks later after a few uh, special elections I have no idea. We we have talked about it, and and it, it's it's one of those things. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, we could end up having a, a, a speaker of the house, different one every month, I guess. <laughs> and people are running around saying, "Well, you know, let let's look, see who died, or who's going to resign, or what's <laughs> happening." And uh, uh, you know, one person, one way or the other, in a special election, is going to tip the balance one way or the other. Do you think the Senate can work with a democratically controlled House and a Democrat well, governor to produce anything meaningful? If you go back to when I first went in the Senate, that's exactly the way it was. Uh, we had a Republican Senate, Dem Democratic uh, uh, House. And Democratic governor, so it kind of this is deja vu all over again. We're back to what it was when I first went in the Senate. So yeah, I think that we can. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't mean this to be uh, uh, facetious or anything, but Governor Rendell always had the reputation of like, okay, let's make a deal. <laughs> it, well, you you remember yeah. he came up here and we had a meeting at the the Chamber of Commerce about uh, uh, the <laughs> CSVT. What was it? Sixteen million dollars. He was going to flex. Sixty, 60 million. 60 million I think. Flex. And I thought, oh my, this guy is so. <laughs> and then it, it, things didn't fit together, so he repurposed it. Yeah, <laughs> we never did get the sixty million. No, it, but he, uh, it, you know, he had the reputation of let's make a deal. You want something, I want something. Let's sit down and talk about it. So, and actually, I think that that's the way that our government is designed to work. You think Josh will do that? Well, the indications are right now is that's what he's saying. He's willing to work and to talk. I always admired Governor Rendell. He, you're, you're supposed to have a balanced budget in Harrisburg each year, and he came up with the most creative ways to borrow money and bond issues and come up with money that from our grandchildren the same way. Well, as they any didn't other call government. him Fast Eddie for nothing, right? So, <laughs> uh, over in the Senate, or I'm sorry, over in the House, there's a Freedom Caucus. Why didn't you initiate a Senate Freedom Caucus? Hello? <laughs> I, I'm getting those missile eyes. Like, why are you even asking me? <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, I think that, you know, they have a uh, very, very super conservative orientation, which is just the opposite of what we just talked about, compromise. Um, 
you know, I don't know that much about really other than to say that they're very principled and that I understand that. But I think in order to be a participant in our government, you have to learn to compromise. I, I mean, I'm not saying you give up your principles, but you, you, you can't demonize the other people or uh, the Democrats, and it is what they're what we're talking about, and then turn around and say, oh, by the way, I need your help on something. <laughs> you just can't do that. Uh, you know, it's the same way I'd say the same thing to uh, the Democrats. You can't demonize all Republicans and then turn around and say, hey, let's work together. I need some help on something. Yeah. That's I, a good point. I, so I think that, you know, I just... I'm, I'm probably part of a dying breed, and I've talked to some people, some Democratic friends of mine that, that, that say that, you know, a moderate in anything, a moderate Republican or a moderate Democrat, are unfortunately, that's uh, not what it, what it used to be. Let's talk about politics for a minute and the elephant in the room. Uh, we uh, nominated a Republican named Doug Mastriano for governor, who probably should not have been nominated if, you, if the party was serious about winning. But Donald Trump's influence on Republican politics in Pennsylvania, Gene, where do you see it going? I mean, is there, are we wedded to him? Do you think that the poor performance of uh, Mastriano in the governor's race will, will lead the Republican Party to rethink its strategy? Well, if they don't rethink the strategy, we're doomed to lose. I, I, I mean, it, it, Pennsylvania, it, Republicans in Pennsylvania can't win the statewide race without Democrats and independent support. I mean, that, that's the numbers. You just can't. So it, I go back to the idea that I just said a little bit ago. You can't demonize these people. And, you know, Trump uh, supporters, unfortunately, have enough to get somebody through the primary, but they're not going to get them through the general election. And so a lot of people have been saying that, that the only way that the Republican Party is going to survive is to find a way to distance themselves from Trump. And well, I, you know, look at look at what happened uh, yesterday yeah. in Georgia. Um, you know, I and I and it happened in Pennsylvania with Oz. Happened with Mastriano. I I think that unfortunately that's what has to happen. Yeah, the funny thing is the Democrats are just as disorganized and have as little strategy as Republicans, but th they have the support right now of people, and I and I think some tough candidates may may have hurt them. Dr. Oz, of course, brought baggage uh, to Pennsylvania when he came here, and Doug Mastriano, of course, was viewed as so extreme. Uh, we can't go through it point by point, but the last legislative session, there was a flurry of bills and activities at the end of the session. Any highlights, anything stand out in the flurry of activity? at the end of each session this past year uh, that it sort of jumps out at you? Well, for me, yes. Uh, it's one of the things I went back to say that, you know, I've gotten along on some issues with Governor Wolf. Uh, we had a, a, a significant uh, clean water fund, uh, which was part of the budget bill at, at the end. Um, it was something I went to leadership about almost two years ago, I think it is now and said, look, we need to address the problems with water uh, here in Pennsylvania, and especially as it relates to the Chesapeake Bay. 
But I want to divorce it from the Bay by just saying, if we clean up our water here in Pennsylvania, then we don't have to worry about what happens downstream. It'll take care of itself. And I asked for, I said, we need $250 million. And nobody laughed, so, which I thought that was a good sign. <laughs> That's a good start. <laughs> you know, so it, actually, make a long story short, what happened in this year's budget, we actually got $220 million. Of that, 70%, which is $154 million, is dedicated to a program called uh, uh, Agriculture um, uh, in, in, you know, Ag Conservation Assistance Plan. It's like uh, RCAP for farmers. And it, it's oriented towards helping them uh, improve stream banks, riparian buffers, plant trees, grass, keep animals out of the streams, and, and that, that that's a huge uh, detriment to the quality of water going downstream. Um, and we were successful in that. We, not, you know, that's part of the budget. So we're implementing that right now. Uh, we rewrote the fertilizer bill, which the, the governor approved. It was the first time in almost 60 years that we've done anything with fertilizer. Um, and the governor signed that bill of mine, uh, which so, you know, I had one bill which I thought was a great bill, and it got through the House and the Senate, and the governor vetoed it too. So I didn't, you know, have a perfect. <laughs> the governor given and the governor taken. Yes, away. he did. Yeah, you're <laughs> mostly taken right. away. He, he, you're, you're right about that during well, your tenure. Out of curiosity, you mentioned um, uh, things at the end of the session, and Mark asked you about things at the end of the session. But there was also a bill that came up. It passed in the House to not use leased vehicles for the House members, but it didn't come up in the Senate. You know, are there any reform measures you would support in terms of uh, making our government a little less expensive and a little more responsive? Well, it, it, sure. I, I mean, there there are thousands of bills that come before it's all the time. And it, here's what happens. At the end of the session, people introduce bills to satisfy their constituents and say, oh, yes, I, I, I'm working on that. Well, at the end... It, 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 it's like trade-off. You know, this bill gets traded for this bill, and the House says we want four bills for one of yours or whatever. I mean, literally, that's what happens. And, you know, I had other bills that, that, that I thought were great, uh, but they just didn't rise to the level of being important enough to be on the trading block, so to speak. So, um, but th that happens every session. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to keep talking to uh, State Senator Gene Yaw of the 23rd District. We're going to ask him about uh, maybe the other elephant in the room. There's two elephants, the impeachment trial that uh, he gets to. Are you going to participate? You're, yeah, you're, you're a, a judge. A juror, right? A juror, right. Okay, so, yeah, you're going to be in that. So we'll talk a little bit about that. You brought something up I think we should pursue, and that is the uh, Philadelphia District Attorney Krasner and the impeachment effort. So... What's Are that you look excited? like? <laughs> <laughs> you have to do this. Uh, all I can say about it is uh, procedurally, um, the House files the impeachment charges, and the Senate hears them. And uh, quite honestly, I mean, I'm, a, I'm basically a juror. Uh, we've already taken an oath, and so that's 
probably all I'm going to be able to say about it. Well, is this, one, but one is this an opportunity for you or a burden? <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, it's part of the job. It's part of the Constitution. And I mean, it means we're going to spend more time in Harrisburg. Uh, it's something different. As a lawyer, I mean, it, it, it's... Uh, uh, from that perspective and having the experience of participating in an impeachment uh, event, um, that's unique. What so. about Krasner's assertion that because the session ended that the process had to end? You'd buy that or not? I, um, that's not my determination, really. Uh, there's going to be legal issues introduced on that. I'm sure there'll be lawsuits. It'll be up to the court to decide whether that's going to happen or not. I, I really can't say much much more than that about it. I, I was just curious, what is it, uh, two-thirds vote in the House, a Senate that's required <laughs> to actually do the to, to two conviction? Two-thirds. Yes. So not likely to happen anyway, right? <laughs> well, well, unless yeah. the, the information is so egregious. That even Democrats, Democrats, didn't some Democrats vote for the articles of impeachment? Do you happen to remember? For a man who just said, I'm not going to say anything more about this. I know, this. we're asking you a lot of questions <laughs> we keep about asking it. a lot of questions. No, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't mind answering uh, questions about what other people did, what happened in the House. I think you're right. I think there were Democrats that voted for it in the House. Yeah, at least one anyway. But the broader issue, of course, is law and order and, and the fact that the crime has become rampant across the country. And the Republicans ran on that. Uh, unfortunately, abortion kind of got in the way of, of it from time to time. But how do you rate the top issues? What do you think you're going to be dealing with? Are you going to be dealing with some attempt to make abortion more uh, acceptable or legal in Pennsylvania? Are you going to be working on crime bills? What, what, do, you, what do you see coming up in the session? Well, from my perspective, I hope it's crime bills. Um, and, you know, I, I, I don't think that uh, the government should be involved in the, in the uh, abortion issue. I, uh, no, I, I, I just, that's something I don't agree with. Um, I guess I, it, look, I'm a male. So my feeling is that personally, I, uh, believe I'm pro-life personally, but also when it comes down to uh, what women can do, I don't think that I should be deciding what somebody else should, should do with their body. That's not, you know, that's not me. So. Uh, but <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll channel our listeners who are saying, yeah, but the unborn baby, what about their rights? Can't you stand up for them in Harrisburg? Which I think you have. I think you are pro-life yeah. when it comes to it, right? That's correct. Okay. So that you have done that. All right. One of our listeners says, as long as you have them there, ask him my questions, please. Okay? <laughs> okay. Daylight saving time. Can the state legislature do anything to end daylight saving time? Or should it? No. Well, I guess should I be. think the move in, uh, I, I'm not sure whether this bill is still in the uh, uh, federal legislature or not. I think it is. Uh, that would do just the opposite. That would make daylight saving time permanent. Okay. 
but the state senate's not dealing with anything that you're familiar we with at the moment. No. Would you? I guess would be the next question. No, I happen to like daylight saving time. I like more <laughs> daylight yep. at night. Yeah. That, yeah. That would be the one to switch to. All right. Would you be interested in banning banning standard time? How about that? Then? <laughs> well, how about we go back to double daylight saving time, which was used during World War II? Then we had lots of extra daylight for Eastern Standard. Yeah. What is it? Wartime or what? Wartime. They called What's it that? wartime, but it was okay. actually double daylight saving time. All right. But anyway, okay, so that's not a hot issue. Uh, they also asked about Sunday hunting. Uh, there already is some Sunday hunting. Can the legislature yes. or Senate impose more? We could. Is it a good idea in your view, or have you boned up on this particular topic? Uh, I've talked to the uh, current chairman of that committee numerous times. I mean, he would expand. If it were up to him, he would expand Sunday hunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I, I haven't heard a lot of complaints in my office about it one way or the other. We used to hear uh, at, at a couple years ago before Sunday hunting started, it was like Sunday is the only day that people go outside of their house. I mean, I that was kind of the argument, and I haven't heard of any problems with it since uh, Sunday hunting was imposed. I heard some. Quite honestly, some uh, businesses, I won't mention what, what kind of businesses, said, you know, that was a disaster when uh, uh, the first day of se- the deer season started on a Saturday mm-hmm. uh, because that was their best sale day of the year. And, you know, it was right after Black Friday. And that whole weekend, the people were getting ready to go to the hunting camp. Well, you know, okay, so there's Sunday hunting. Well, you can still yeah. do all those things. Well, they used to have Deer Lonely Ladies Day sales on the first day of deer season. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about those. You're right. I remember those. Yeah, they were they were fairly big for a time. I've got a question for you, a political question again. Of course, uh, you are obviously interested in what happens in the Senate. Linda Culver has thrown her hat into the ring for the uh, seat of Senator Gordner. And in Snyder County, the former chairman of the Republican Party has thrown his hat into the ring. Does that indicate there's kind of a split or a problem in the Republican Party in the area? Um, I don't know about the the Republican Party down in this area uh, in Snyder and in, in uh, the 20, what, 25th 20, yeah. Senatorial District. I really don't know. Um, I knew and had heard all along that uh, Linda Culver, uh, if John Gordon ever decided to retire that she intended to run for the seat. Um, and I also, my understanding was that Fred Keller supported her. Keller. So, yeah, that could be interesting. Right. Could so be very not, interesting. He's, he's not in that race yet either. And we're just about out of time. Anything to add? We didn't ask you. You work on so many different environmental issues where your name just pops up all over the time on the environmental blogs. Sometimes helpful, sometimes not. Or, <laughs> it, I mean, for the uh, tree huggers like myself, sometimes helpful, sometimes not. Anything well, to add? Well, y- you should be very happy then with what happened with the Clean Water Fund and all those things. I've I, I had more environmental success over the last few years than most people actually 